This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 24th of February. In your squiz today, a year of war in Ukraine, Qantas profits soar, the gender pay gap narrows, and the Beatles and Stones come together. This is your squiz today. It's hard to believe that it's been a year since war broke out in Eastern Europe, but today marks that solemn anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Claire. It's been in the news all week, and yesterday UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres might have summed it up best when he addressed a special session of the General Assembly. He said, not only have we seen suffering and devastation grow, it is also becoming more evident just how much worse it could all still become. Yeah, Guterres called on Russia to pull out of the war immediately and unconditionally. That's something that the United Nations have done repeatedly over the last year. Uh, that's not looking likely as things currently stand. In response, Russia's ambassador to the UN claimed that the United States and its allies are preparing to plunge the entire world into war in order to drive Russia into the ground. Yeah, it sounds like there's little chance of peace at this point. In fact, national leaders and experts are saying that the world is becoming very entrenched in two camps, those who support Ukraine and those who support Russia. And that's a dangerous feature of what's transpired over the last year because of Russia's invasion. Yeah, and just to outline those two sides, NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg yesterday said that Russian President Vladimir Putin is not preparing for peace, and that means that Western nations must give Ukraine what they need to prevail. Uh, And on the other side of the conflict, Russia and China have had a big week. Putin says that their close and no-limits relationship, as he's described it, uh, is particularly important for stabilising the international situation. And that deepening global divide has come despite the heavy cost of the war to date – More than 7,000 Ukrainian civilians have been killed and thousands have been injured and more than 13 million people have fled abroad or been displaced inside Ukraine. As for the troops, Russia and Ukraine have each seen 100,000 of their soldiers killed or injured, according to the US military. Anyone who's travelled on a plane in the past 12 months will likely know all about high airfares. And for Aussie airline Qantas, those higher airfares are being partially credited for the company's huge half-yearly profits of $1.4 billion. Yeah, and Qantas CEO Alan Joyce says that high airfares and cost-cutting has come into making their profit very healthy. But he says that what it's really down to is high demand for travel 
post-pandemic. Uh, and in good news for travellers, Joyce said that we should be able to see airfares coming down sooner rather than later. And that's because fuel costs are becoming more reasonable. Uh, also, some of the supply chain issues that they've had uh, are starting to get sorted out. So that's some good news for people who like to travel. Uh, what Joyce said is that those challenges are starting to unwind. We can add more capacity and that will put downward pressure on fares. It's currently reporting season where our companies that are listed on the stock exchange disclose their earnings results from July to December last year. Another company who was up yesterday was Australia's largest health insurance company, Medibank. It reports a 5.9% rise in its half-year profits to $233 million. That was better than analysts predicted and also in spite of the company suffering the largest data breach Oz has ever seen. Claire, Australia's gender pay gap has dropped to a record low of 13.3%. That's according to the Workplace Gender Equality Agency. And it essentially means that the difference in the average pay that women and men in the workforce receive has narrowed, but it hasn't disappeared entirely. No, it certainly hasn't. Uh, That pay gap was calculated using the latest official data and it found that the average woman working full-time earned $1,653.60 a week. Count that 60 cents, it all goes to the bottom line. Uh, Meanwhile, the average man earned $1,900. So it means on average women are pocketing about $13,000 less than their male counterparts every year. That agency said that the latest results are a trend in the right direction uh, after the pay gap stalled at 14.1% last year, but there is more work to do. Yeah, and that's also the conclusion a recent study from the University of Sydney came to. It found that post the Me Too movement, young professional women aged under 40 years old feel no safer or recognised in the workplace. A new report says dementia has overtaken heart disease as the leading cause of health problems and early death in Australia. And that's particularly referring to people aged 65 and over, Claire. Yeah, so that's according to the Australian Institute of Health and Welfare. Uh, For those who don't know, dementia isn't one disease. It's a collection of disorders that can affect the brain function and memory. Uh, And the report says that dementia uh, was responsible for the deaths of nearly 230,000 Australians last year. That's up 61% from 2011. Uh, A spokeswoman woman from the Institute says that that's partly down to our ageing population. So there's more people who are 65 and over, but also drops in other leading causes of death like heart disease. Yeah. And that spokeswoman says there's several ways that people can reduce their risk of developing dementia. They include things like upping your physical activity, staying mentally and socially engaged, reducing your alcohol and managing existing health conditions. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit for member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy to understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. 
I know you're a fan of the Beatles, Claire, so this must be music <laughs> to your ears. Reports say Paul McCartney is set to feature on an upcoming Rolling Stones album. Alice, huge Beatles fan, but also a very big Rolling Stones fan. So this is kind of a dream combination for me. <laughs> uh, and yeah, look, it's really put to bed two long-standing rumours of tensions between the two bands. They're, of course, both British. They had very different sounds and they were kind of competing for fans. Uh, they rose to fame in the 1960s. And what McCartney says uh, is that it was a manufactured rivalry by the British press. He says that they're big buddies and that they've collaborated on songs in the past. Uh, and what has happened yesterday is that it's been confirmed uh, that Mick Jagger and Keith Richards are working on another album. Uh, they were doing that in a Los Angeles studio when they invited McCartney, who happened to be in the building at the time, uh, to come and help them out. There was also talk of the other surviving Beatle, Ringo Starr, taking part in the album, but that turned out to be false. Claire, they're two of the biggest bands in the history of popular music and their fans will probably be happy they just keep on keeping on in whatever combination. Yeah, keep on doing it, guys. Friday Lights, Claire, what do we like this week? So long-time squizzers will remember that I became a bit enamoured with this concept of snacking cakes. That was something that I discovered early last year and they're meant to be cakes that you just sort of cook. They're reasonably light and you can just, you know, whenever you don't have to sit down formally for a slice, you just go and cut off a little bit and walk around and <laughs> snack on your cake. Uh, I found a new collection of snacking cake recipes, which was very exciting last week. Weekend. Uh, so this one really caught my eye. It's a herb and lemon and strawberry loaf. Uh, I ate about half of it before it had even cooled. It was absolutely delicious. Yeah, I wasn't sure about that combination, but I do like herbs, lemon and strawberry, mm. so I'm willing to give it a shot. Give it a try. I'll pop the link to that recipe in our episode notes today. And that wraps us up for today. It's Mardi Gras weekend in Sydney, which reminds me our shortcut last week was on World Pride. So a good one to listen to wherever you are this weekend. Yeah, and in Sydney, Kylie Minogue is performing at a big event tonight. So lots of fun times for those heading along. Yeah, all that glitter. <laughs> Have a great Friday and weekend, everyone. And we'll be back with you again on Monday. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.